0: Hello friends, yes, I know, I know, this is a very odd title, (laughs) right? How to play capture the turtle with your mindset, what in the heck? Okay, maybe we should have titled it capture the flag, but we're here and I'm going with it. (laughs) All right, today I want to start by sharing a childhood story Um, and I want to talk about our pet turtle Charlie. Now. I promise you I am going somewhere with this so hang with me we're gonna we're gonna take this story all the way (laughs) all right when we were kids we found a tiny teeny tiny little turtle it was the cutest thing I've ever seen it was probably like two inches long maybe maybe. I mean it was adorable. We named him Charlie and we set up a little habitat for him in like a old glass aquarium that we had. I don't even know where we got it from. Anyway, always a sucker for a baby for a baby animal. My mom said we could keep him for a while. But but he was a snapper. In our area, snapping turtles are really really common. They're a normal species around here, but they can also be really dangerous. When they're little, they can't hurt you that much, right? I mean, they have like super tiny mouths, they can't do that much damage. But <laughs> when they grow up, snapping turtles have really quick reflexes and they say that some species can even bite like a broomstick in half. They can absolutely bite off your toe or a finger. They are very dangerous animals, okay? so. In other words, my parents knew that it wasn't safe for us to keep Charlie around long-term. So we could not keep the turtle that we found, right? Okay, bear with me here. In this same way, your mindset, the lies you believe, the thoughts that you think, can be like Charlie the turtle. See, you have the ability to capture your thoughts just like we captured Charlie, but Like snapping turtles, some thoughts are not safe to keep around. They're only going to grow and get bigger and they can completely derail your life if you let them. Okay? So we do not want these thoughts, these mindset blocks, these lies that you're believing to hold you back, to keep you stuck, to tell you can't do things or it's a dumb idea or you shouldn't step forward into faith or whatever that looks like for you. So, I want to teach you how to play capture the turtle with your mindset today. (laughs) Does it make sense now? All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is what do you do when you take something captive? The very first thing that you do. Now, the reason that I'm talking about capturing our thoughts is because there's a Bible verse that talks about taking every thought captive. Um, and that has really helped me to remember that I am in charge of the thoughts that I think, and I do not have to believe every thought that I think. Okay. Most of our actions come from our thoughts. The things that we think, change the way that we act and so if we have the ability to stop our thoughts to capture them in the moment to take a look at them and i'm going to explain how you do this and we're going to use the story of charlie the turtle okay all right so the very first thing that you do when you take something captive is that you have to notice it right Like we would have never been able to find Charlie if my sister and I hadn't happened to look down at the ground and see this absolutely adorable little tiny turtle trotting along his merry way. And so you have to notice it. And this is honestly probably the most difficult part of the process because it can be very hard to understand and notice the thoughts that you think. What I can tell you is that the more that you notice them, the easier it gets. And then suddenly you won't be able to not notice them. You, It's like you can't unsee it, right? Um, and that reminds me of if you're thinking about um, buying a blue car all you see on the road are blue cars, right? And so the things that we notice and we look out for, it, it almost tells our brain this message of like, hey, this is something important to her. So now I need to notice it all the time, right? And so the more that you notice the thoughts that you think, the easier it's going to be for you to notice them because your brain is going to register, wait, she's looking at what we're thinking, so let's show her more things that we're thinking, okay? Um, the easiest way that I can tell you to do this process, straight up, walk past a mirror. Ooh. <laughs> as women. I mean, there may be a guy or two listening, but for the most part, I know that my my girls are my people are with ladies. And as women, it is very 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 hard for us to walk past a mirror without thinking something negative about ourselves. People, we think like, I don't know, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day or 120, I forget. We think a lot of thoughts a day and 80% of them are negative. So, if you are trying to notice your thoughts, Walk in front of a mirror, walk past it, and notice the very first thing you think. Because I guarantee you, you are probably going to have some kind of negative thought around the way that you look, the way that your body looks, the way your skin looks, your hair, whatever. You're probably going to have a thought. That is the quickest way to start noticing the thoughts that you're thinking, at least in my experience as a girl. (laughs) um so if you want to start noticing your thoughts literally all you have to do is try to notice one or two the more that you notice your thoughts the more you're going to notice your thoughts right it's like looking for four-leaf clovers if you are looking for a four-leaf clover the chances of you finding one are going to get bigger the more that you look because your brain is going to get used to seeing the clovers, seeing what they look like, looking for the one that sticks out, right? So start to notice by just kind of honestly forcing the process, okay? And this is a lifelong process. I hate to tell you. You're not gonna like get through a bunch of mindset blocks and then be like, I'm good for the rest of my life. No, mindset blocks are always coming. The lies we believe are always coming. There is always going to be something that triggers a negative thought or a lie or something that is trying to hold you back. Okay, so that's part one is notice it. We wouldn't have noticed Charlie. We wouldn't have found Charlie if we hadn't noticed him, right? Okay, the next thing, we need to grab it. You need to grab a hold of the thought. So when we found Charlie, one of us picked him up. And I believe it was my mom because we knew that there were snapping turtles in the area and we didn't like, he seemed kind of like he was he was a little aggressive. Um, and so we knew that we couldn't pick him up because we didn't want to get bit. But I think my mom did. Anyway, you need to pick it up, right? So the very second thing that you need to do, I almost said the very first <laughs> The second thing that you need to do is pick it up. Take a look at the thought. Grab hold of it and stop it from moving forward any further. Like you are arresting its steps. Okay? You're arresting its path. The way that our brains work, they will quickly latch hold of new thoughts and it creates a pathway. It creates a highway, if you will, from a little like dirt path. So any one thought may run through your head one time and in a matter of weeks, it's gotten so large, the neural pathway in your brain has gotten so large that it's very easy for that thought to travel through your brain. And the easier it is, the more you think it, the bigger the road gets, okay? So we need to stop it from moving forward and 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 just, just take a look at it, okay? So that leads me to my next point, observe it. Take a look at the thought. Just like when we found Charlie, we noticed him, we saw him in the grass, we picked him up, we stopped him from moving in the direction that he was moving, and then we noticed him. We put him in a glass aquarium, we took a peek at him, we fed him every day. Now, I'm not saying you feed your mindset blocks every day. <laughs> the goal is we squish the bad ones, right? Um, but the when you take time to observe the thought, just like we took time to observe the turtle, we noticed, oh, hey, he's a snapping turtle. We looked it up. What do snapping turtles eat? What is, you know, what is his habitat? What is going to, um, you know, what does he need? All the things, right? So now we're going to switch that into our mindset. Take a look at it. Watch your mindset. Listen to it. Is this beneficial for you? Is it making you feel negative thoughts or negative feelings? Is it cool? Is it bad? Is it sad? What does it make you feel? How does it um, affect the way that you move through your day? In other words, does it snap? Okay, (laughs) is it a snapping mindset block? Is it a snapping turtle? Okay, the next thing that you need to do is make a choice. Okay, this was the hardest part of our story with Charlie because I think I was like eight and, and it was the baby animals are adorable phase, um, which I don't know that that's ever really gone away, let's be honest. But will you keep this forever? Ultimately, we had to let Charlie go. Because we knew snapping turtles can get really, really big and they're very, very dangerous. Their bite force is huge. Um, like I said, some, some species of snapping turtles can like break a broomstick in half. So there is no question that they could, you know, break someone's arm if it was a child. Um, I don't know, maybe even adult depending on your size. Um, they are not, they're not friendly. You can't keep them as pets. And so we knew that we had to let Charlie go. Okay, And so now is the point in your mindset when you need to decide, are you going to keep this thought forever? Is it in your best interest to let this thought or belief hang around? Should you let it go and move on? Now, here's the tricky part. When it comes to mindset, it's going to take you a while to retrain your brain that you have chosen to not think that thought. So you're going to notice it coming up over and over and over and over again, right? So what the best thing to do is to come up with an alternate thing to say. When you notice that thought come up, come up with a really simple alternate thing to say. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. The next step is to release it far away. (laughs) When we let Charlie go, we did not release him on our own property. See, we grew up with a decent sized pond behind, beside our house. There was like a natural spring in my grandparents' property. Um, but my grandfather knew that the snapping turtle could get really big and eat his fish, which he didn't really want, <laughs> and also possibly hurt us, his grandbabies. So we realized that we could not let Charlie go on our own property just for the safety of the people living there, um, of the neighbors that would come and fish in the pond. Um, We had people in that area all the time. It was a very well-known spot and a lot of people came to our house, came to see my grandparents. Um, It was a busy place. And so what we did is we drove to a nearby stream on state-owned property, somewhere safe, where we knew that Charlie could grow, be safe, and not hurt each other, or not hurt others, right? Um. So I want you to think about releasing your thought kind of like we released Charlie. You don't keep it around. You don't let it hang out. You don't let him come back, right? Right? If, if you let that thought just kind of sit around in the back of your mind as like a backup thought, then it's going to be so easy for you to start thinking it over again. And this is where we come to the point of what do you replace it with, okay? How do you replace it? Not long after we let go of Charlie, we got two of the most adorable hamsters in the world. Oh my gosh, they were so cute. I had an albino hamster. She had pink eyes, like guys. What better for an eight-year-old girl than a hamster with pink eyes, right? I mean, it was the best. Um, So we replaced our pet that was an inappropriate pet. We replaced the thought that is inappropriate with a thought that is more appropriate, okay? And what I love to tell clients when I talk to them about this is that we aim for positive-neutral. You are not aiming to tell yourself something that your brain doesn't believe. Okay, this is why I have an issue with affirmations. A lot of people use affirmations in this wild, crazy, outlandish, very um, luxurious thought process, right? So instead of, you know, thinking, I don't have any money, people will say, I'm the richest person in the world. I have blah, blah, blah. I have a Lexus. I have this. I can afford all the clothes I want, whatever. you know, We tend to go to the extreme, but your brain is not going to believe that. And the idea of your mindset and shifting your mindset is that you have to say something that is believable to your brain. So we're doing one of two things. We're replacing the thought We're making it believable. And in order to make it believable, you have to begin to build evidence that what you are replacing it with is true. And so we do that by creating a simple, like the simplest pared down version of the thought as possible, the new thought that you want to replace this old thought with. We simplify it as much as we possibly can. I forgot to put my phone on silent. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um... So we it as much as we possibly can and we make it as easy as possible to remember. So we make it very, very easy to replace. Okay. So it was not hard for us to replace Charlie, a cranky little snapping turtle with an absolutely adorable little fuzzy fur ball of a hamster. We were delighted to get hamsters, right? Okay. So here's how this works in real life. This is an This is an example that I have used. I've coached clients in this that have struggled with this as well. Um, I have really struggled and I'm, it's no secret. You'll hear me talk about it all the time. I've really struggled with chores. I don't love the mundaneness of them. They're boring. Okay. (laughs) Just, they're just boring. Who wants to do chores? Not this girl. Um, And what that looked like is that I would procrastinate specifically on dishes and laundry. I would procrastinate on them to the point that when I looked at my dish pile, which had turned into a dish mountain over the course of like a day or two, because we have kids and life is busy and we cook a lot at home. So there were a lot of dishes, right? And so I would look at it and I would go, oh, it's going to take forever. Hold up. Hold up pause this for a second. That's where I started to notice the thought process around what I was believing about my dish pile. The very first thing I noticed was that I was telling myself this is going to take forever. That's not actually true because forever is like forever and dishes, even if you've got a big pile, they're not going to take that that long, right? So I started to grab a hold of that and I started to look at it. I was looking at the, the belief that I had around how long my dishes were going to take. So what I was noticing was, okay, I'm tying this to time. I'm tying this to how long it's gonna take and I believe it's going to take an exorbitant, that's not a word, exorbitant, <laughs> an exorbitant amount of time, right? It's gonna take a massive amount of time. And so while I was observing that, I started to look at it and I thought, wait a second, does it actually take the length of time that I think it's going to take? Or is that just a belief? Because it does take some time. And newsflash, it takes more time if you let the dishes pile up into a dish mountain. So I started to, as I was observing it, I was like, wait a minute, I need to make a choice. And so my choice was, That I was going to take the very thing that I had tied to this belief, which was time. And I was going to replace that thought two different ways. So one was it's not going to take that long. It won't take that long. And the other was let me see how many dishes I can do in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And what I found is when I would walk past the dish pile, depending on my mood, the time of the month that it was, I would pick either one of those thoughts, depending on which one seemed like to fit my, my, my thought process in the moment. Um, and I would just walk by the dishes and I'd be like, oh, it's going to take forever. And then I would stop myself because now I've started noticing it, right? And that was the one mindset block I was working on. The very first one I think I've ever like really dug into. And I thought, no, okay, Um, how many can I do in 10 minutes? Or I would tell myself, you know what? It's not going to take that long. And I would look at the clock. Again, we're tying this to time, which was the the factor that I had tied this mindset block to. When I had observed it, I noticed this is tied directly to how long it takes. And so if I would say, it's not going to take that long, I would look at the clock and I would be like, oh, it is 930. I'm going to see what time it is when I'm done with the dishes. And so I would wash the dishes and I would look and I'd be like, oh, hey, it's 9.41. That was literally 11 minutes. That did not take that long. The other tactic was see how, long, how many dishes I can get done in X amount of time. So again, I was tying it to the thing I had observed when I was looking at that mindset block. And what I found is it did not take long for me to replace that thought with something completely different. And what's amazing is a few months later, I walked past the dishes and I was like, oh, I have dishes to wash. And the very next thought after that was, it won't take that long. And when I stopped and realized, like I'm getting chills because (laughs) this is how powerful this is. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and tell you it's an easy process. Mindset work is hard. Okay, It's hard. It's not easy. It does take a long time. It takes time to replace those thoughts. But when I realized for the first time ever, I walked by the dishes and my instant thought was not something negative, but it was what I had chosen to think about my dishes time after time, after day, after day, after lunch and breakfast and dinner, after meal after meal after meal, I had looked at those dishes and consciously chosen to replace that thought with something different. It was a few months and my brain did it automatically and it blew my mind. Here's what I want you to understand. This is possible in any mindset block that you are stuck in. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's about your body image, I don't care if it's about what you think is possible and what you don't think is possible for your life. Listen, there's a there's a verse in Proverbs that says, as a man thinks, so is he. The things that you think create your actions, okay? They create your feelings. So think about this for a second. If you have a thought, it immediately triggers some kind of emotional reaction in your body, whether it's anger, frustration, annoyance, joy, excitement, happiness, whatever, okay? So your thoughts create your feelings. I think often we get that flip-flop. We think our feelings create our thoughts. It doesn't work that way. Starts with your thoughts. Your thought life is like crucial. This is why in group coaching or any kind of coaching, I'm always unpacking mindset blocks with clients because our thoughts are where everything else in our life pours out of and flows out of. So your thoughts create your feelings. When you have a feeling, you are either more or less likely to take a certain action So with me in the dish pile, when I would walk past the dishes and my thought was, ugh, I don't want to do this, my feeling was dread, annoyance, frustration, oh my gosh, I hate this, all the things, right? Anger, all kinds of negative emotions. And the result for me, unfortunately, I do not angry clean, the result was I would walk away and leave it for the next time. And that just made the whole problem worse. (laughs) Because the dish pile got bigger and my thoughts got worse and my feelings got worse and my reactions got worse until it was just a nightmare. And I lived in that cycle. And now, now there are days when my dish pile gets a little bit, a little bit like overloaded, right? There are days when it gets too much. Um, This weekend, in fact, I cooked dinner. I cooked breakfast this morning. I had a dish mountain because I had just cooked a lot of food. Um, And I didn't clean it up on Sunday because I just was like, nope, it's Sunday. It's a day of rest and I'm taking a nap. (laughs) And that's okay. I chose that. But today, when I walked into the kitchen, my first thought wasn't, oh, this is going to take forever because I've worked on this thought process for so long. I was like, you know what? I can knock this out. I'm going to do two different batches. I did one this morning. I'm going to do one after I get off this podcast recording. Um, and I know that it'll get caught up. But that, that thought process, that simplicity and ease in my mindset did not come without a ton of a ton of work and capturing the turtle (laughs) at the beginning of this process. And so I just want to remind you that as you do this process, as you work on your mindset, as you learn to fix it, as you learn to replace those thoughts, again, we're going for positive neutral. It does not need to get you to incandescently happy. You just need to get to a neutral space so you're no longer thinking horrible negative thoughts about certain things in your life all the time. The goal is not positive. It's neutral. Positive, neutral, if possible. But neutral is okay. If you can't get to positive, like if you're like, there is no way I will ever love folding laundry, that is okay. You get to neutral and you can hang in neutral and do things that you don't love from a place of, you know what, I don't love it, I don't hate it, but I can do this because it's necessary, right? Okay? All right. I think that's all for today. (laughs) Thank you for joining me in playing capture the turtle with your mindset um i really hope this episode was encouraging if this is something that you are interested in if you would like to work on your mindset, and join me in some mindset work together. Um, I've got a couple options for you. You can join me for a free wonder session. If you know a specific mindset block or you're struggling with something in in particular, just book a session. Um, Reach out to me via DM. You can head to my website and book a session. Um, Kate at ChasingWonderment.com is my email. Um, I'm on Instagram at ChasingWonderment. Um, or you can head to chasing slash wonder session, W O N D E R S E S S I O N. Um, and so you can book a session and we'll just spend half an hour to 45 minutes, unpacking whatever you need to unpack and I will offer mindset swaps and try to give you one simple tool to help you start chasing wonderment. Another idea is that Wonder Bloom, my group coaching program, is currently open. Um, it is six weeks of goal setting, life coaching. We, we sprinkle mindset work all the way through and we also have a mindset week kind of in the middle so it's like a really nice rest from all the work that you've been doing, um, but also it's just becoming aware of your thoughts in an environment where you've got someone that can help you kind of learn how to redirect those in a way that works better for you. The last option, if you're interested in working with me, is one-on-one coaching. I do offer one-on-one coaching. I have very limited spaces available for it. If you are curious about it, it's very similar to um the group coaching, but it is very, very much individualized. It is specific to you. I'm spending time with you on a weekly or bi-weekly basis, and we'll talk about what you need most um, depending on where you're at in life. And so it is. Very, very specialized and just individual one-on-one time. If that is something that you are interested in, you can send me an email, kate at chasingwonderment.com um, or DM on Instagram. I'm over there at chasing wonderment. Okay. All the links to all the things that I mentioned are inside the show notes right below this podcast episode. They should show up in whatever player that you are using to listen to the podcast. Um, So make sure that you scroll down if you're curious about anything. If you want to learn more about group coaching, I've got a link right in there that will just kind of go into a deep dive of what is inside and how much it is, all the things. Um, If you have any questions, if you want to chat and hang out with me via a wonder session, Again, I've got a link below. And yeah, that's all for today. I really hope that um, you enjoyed the story of Charlie the Turtle. And I hope that moving forward, you remember to capture the turtle when you have a mindset block. And I hope it brings a smile to your face. Um, No matter what else you do, friend, I hope that you will keep chasing wonderment. Or if this is your first time listening, I hope that you will start chasing wonderment okay friend, you got this. Have a good day. Hey there. If you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.